Rex, the sucker. He never sweats because he doesn't take risks at work. Hey, sucker, the chairman's ticked off and I'm blaming you. Good thinking, sir. Now take me to lunch. Right behind you, sir. Not too close. The suck-up comes with detachable puckered lifts and realistic head-nodding action. Also available, the wuss and mama's boy. Ah, yes, it's another episode of MLB Morning Coffee from the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco. Welcome on in on a Tuesday morning. It is great to have you along. As always, my name is Greg Mraz. want to remind you to write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. It helps out our metrics tremendously. Thanks to everybody that has written a review. If you have not done so yet, please do so. Our latest review from Abby M., who says that she starts off with a podcast First thing every morning, appreciate you writing that review, Abby. It goes a long way to helping our show get some more notoriety. I want to keep the opening segment brief today because I want to just touch on a couple of issues. There's not really any grand thing that I want to focus on today in the opening segment, but the Field of Dreams game has been postponed due to 2021 This was supposed to happen on August 13th, the White Sox and the Cardinals. Originally, it was the White Sox and the Yankees, but because of the COVID divisions, it was rescheduled to be the White Sox and the Cardinals, but because of everything happening with the Cardinals, it has been moved to next year. Now, as somebody that worked in the state of Iowa in minor league baseball, I think that it is pretty tone deaf to build a temporary ballpark that's now going to sit there for a year while you are basically trying to eliminate three of the four A-ball teams that are in the state of Iowa. I think it sends a bad message. I think that it basically says that, oh, we've got all this money to spend on some temporary ballpark, but we're not going to do anything to help the teams in our state that are in minor league baseball survive. To me, it looks bad, but again, I have no say in this. I'm just giving my opinion. So the news of the day is is that the Cardinals' COVID cases have postponed the Field of Dreams game until next year. The Cardinals' COVID cases have also canceled their series against the Detroit Tigers. There is word that is saying that there are more positives that came out on Monday. Who knows where it's going to end? Is it going to be a Marlins situation? Who knows? The Marlins are set to play tomorrow in Baltimore with a roster that's going to look a whole heck of a lot different than it did when they were in Philadelphia. By the way, the Phillies played tonight, and that's where we're going to start with our first game. But how is the Cardinals situation going to unfold? How is this going to affect the rest of the Central? And are we going to start seeing some more positive tests from other teams in the Central? And what I hope is that if this gets bad enough for the Cardinals to where they end up in the same situation as the Marlins, that this is going to send the message to the rest of the league that no matter what, You can't leave your hotel room on the road. You can't mess around and do anything. Your personal wants be damned. It does not matter. You stay inside for the sake of your teammates. That's all I have to say on that topic. But after over a week out of action, the Philadelphia Phillies were back against the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium, But the Yankees kept on rolling as they have pretty much the entirety of the 2020 season. Pitcher gets ahead. Obviously, you're just trying to put the ball in play. But, uh, yes, you definitely want to look for something up in the strike zone. Got it up in the air. Really up in the air. And that ball is gone. A three-run home run for Urshela. And the Bronx Bombers continue to bash the baseball. 
They lead six to one. The Yankees hit three home runs in the ball game as they go on to beat the Phillies by a 6-3 score. New York has won seven in a row. They are 8-1 on the season. Phillies are 1-3. That's because they missed a whole week of action. Garrett Cole got the win. He is 3-0. Cole went six innings, allowed one run on five hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. Jake Arrieta takes the loss in his season debut. He is 0-1. Three runs on seven hits in five innings, no walks, and four strikeouts. We'll give you the recap. Yankees scored a run in the bottom of the first inning on D.J. LeMayhew's second homer of the year. Phillies tied it up in the top of the third inning on a Jay Bruce homer, his first of the year. Then in the bottom of the third, the Yankees took the lead with a solo homer from Brett Gardner, his third of the year. Check that his second of the year, and Aaron Hicks drove home another run with an RBI double. In the bottom of the sixth inning, Gio Urshela hit a three-run homer to extend the lead to 6-1. to one. Phillies would score a single run in the seventh and eighth, but it would not be nearly enough. For New York, LeMahieu goes two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Aaron Judge had his five-game homer streak snapped, but he still went two for four with a run scored. Aaron Hicks one for three with an RBI and a run scored. Gio Urshela one for four with three RBI. For the Phillies, the only player with multiple hits was JT Realmuto as he goes two for four. Jay Bruce one for two with two walks and a solo homer. We now take you to Chicago, where the Cubs kept rolling against the Kansas City Royals. Future starters, Singer's already here. Chris Bryant out into deep left center, gone! A home run! His first of the year. Somehow he got it out of here into the stiff wind. Chris Bryant hits his first homer of the year, and Alec Mills was awesome as the Cubs blank the Royals 2-0. Chicago was won four in a row. They are 8-2 on the season. Kansas City is 3-8. Only two runs in the ballgame scored by the Cubs in the fifth and seventh innings, respectively. Javier Baez broke the scoreless tie in the bottom of the fifth with a sack fly. Chris Bryant then homered in the bottom of the seventh to extend the lead to 2-0. Alec Mills picks up his second win. He is 2-0. He goes seven shutout innings, allows just three hits, walks three, strikes out four. Danny Duffy takes the loss for Kansas City. He allows one run on three hits in six innings, four walks, and six strikeouts. Rowan Wick gets the save. He goes an inning and two-thirds of scoreless relief, one hit, no walks, and one strikeout. The save was his second of the year. The only player with multiple hits for the Cubs was Chris Bryant as he goes two for three with a solo homer and a walk. For Kansas City, nobody had multiple hits, and the only other RBI in the game was Javier Baez. The other team that is hot right now in Chicago is the White Sox. They had won four in a row prior to their game up in Milwaukee tonight against the Brewers. 3-2 in the air right field. Way back to the wall and out of here. Enough carry to clear the wall. Gamble had no shot at six to four Sox. White Sox beat the Brewers 6-4 at Miller Park. White Sox have won five in a row. They are 6-4. Brewers, after having the weekend off, fall to 3-4. The winner out of the bullpen for the White Sox, Ross Detweiler, as he goes an inning and a third of scoreless relief, allows one hit, no runs, no walks, and three strikeouts. His record is 1-0. The loss goes to David Phelps. He allows one run on two hits in one inning of work, 
one walk and two strikeouts. He is one and one. The save goes to Alex Colome, his second, as he pitches a scoreless ninth inning for the White Sox. Chicago struck for two in the top of the first inning thanks to a Jose Abreu RBI ground out and a Yasmani Grandal sacrifice fly. Brewers would cut the lead in half in the bottom of the first inning on an Avasael Garcia RBI double. Then in the bottom of the fifth inning, Milwaukee took a 3-2 lead on an Avasael Garcia 2-RBI single. In the bottom of the sixth inning, Ben Gamble helped extend that lead to 4-2 with an RBI single of his own. White Sox tied the game in the top of the seventh inning on a Jose Abreu 2-run homer, his second of the year. In the top of the eighth, the White Sox took the lead on a Nick Madrigal walk with the bases loaded and then extended the lead to 6-4 with a Yohan Moncada homer in the top of the ninth, his second of the year. White Sox starter Carlos Rodon left after two innings. He allowed one run on three hits, no walks, and a strikeout. Rodon's fastball was in the low 90s in the first inning but dropped into the mid-80s in the second inning. Here's hoping that Rodon, who has already undergone Tommy John surgery, is going to be okay. Reports are saying that it is shoulder stiffness, not anything with his elbow. Not sure if that's a good sign or not. I am not a doctor. For as good as the White Sox have been playing, though, it's going to take a lot of effort for them to catch the Twins, who remained red hot as they hosted the Pirates on Monday night at Target Field. High fly to deep right center field. Here's what a walk-off winner looks and sounds like in 2020. That walk-off single from Nelson Cruz caps the Twins' comeback. They were down 4-0 going into the bottom of the sixth inning, and they come back, score five unanswered to beat the Pirates 5-4. Minnesota is 8-2. Pittsburgh is 2-8. The winner, Taylor Rodgers, he pitches a scoreless ninth out of the Twins' bullpen. He is 1-0. He allowed just one hit. The loser, Nick Birdie, he goes a third of an inning, allows one run on two hits, one walk, and no strikeouts. Starters in the game for Minnesota, Lewis Thorpe allows three runs on six hits in four innings, four walks, and three strikeouts. For Pittsburgh, Derek Holland goes five and two-thirds, allows four runs on four hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. Pittsburgh scored a run in the first and a run in the second, along with single runs in the fourth and the fifth inning. Those runs came on a Cole Tucker homer in the first, a Jacob Stallings RBI single in the second, an Eric Gonzalez RBI double in the fourth, and a Philip Evans RBI single in the fifth. In the bottom of the sixth, though, the Twins scored four. Nelson Cruz got the party started with an RBI single, then Max Kepler had a two-run double that made it 4-3. to three. A wild pitch by Miguel Del Pozo scored the tying run, and it remained tied until the bottom of the ninth inning when Nelson Cruz, with one out and two on, singled in the winning run. For Minnesota offensively, they had seven hits in the ball game. Max Kepler, who dropped from the leadoff spot to the third hole, goes three for four with two RBI and a run scored. Nelson Cruz, three for five with two RBI and a run scored. For Pittsburgh, Phillip Evans goes two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Guillermo Heredia goes two for three with a run scored. Another team that is off to a scorching hot start is the Colorado Rockies. They played host to the San Francisco Giants on Monday night, and their big bats came up big once again. High fly ball, deep left field, and this one is gone. Chris Owings 
with his first in a Rockies uniform, and the Rockies have hit that magic number. And it's a party in the Rockies' dugout. A five-run sixth inning for the Rockies turns a 4-1 Giants lead into a 6-4 Rockies lead. They would not relinquish that lead as they go on to win by a 7-6 final. Rockies are 7-2, Giants are 5-6. The winner is Jeff Hoffman. He gets his first win of the year. He goes an inning and two-thirds out of the bullpen, does not allow a hit, no walks and two strikeouts. Wandy Peralta takes the loss for the Giants. He is 1-1. One one. He allows two earned runs, three total runs on four hits in two-thirds of an inning. No walks and one strikeout. The save goes to Jairo Diaz as he allows one earned run, two total runs on two hits. No walks and no strikeouts. Rockies got on the board in the bottom of the first inning on a Daniel Murphy RBI single. Then in the top of the third, Giants tied the game on a solo homer from Chadwick Tromp, his second, and then took the lead on a Mike Yastrzemski two-run homer, his third to make it 3-1. to one. Alex Dickerson homered for San Francisco in the top of the fifth inning to make it a 4-1 ball game, but in the bottom of the sixth, here is how everything unfolded. Nolan Arenado hit a two-run homer to make it 4-3, and then the Rockies tied the game on a Matt Kemp RBI single. David Dahl then gave the Rockies the lead on an RBI single, and the Rockies scored an extra run on a throwing error by Alex Dickerson. Then Chris Owings homered in the bottom of the eighth inning to make it 7-4 Colorado. Giants would score two in the top of the ninth, but it was not nearly enough. For Colorado, the only player with multiple hits was Chris Owings as he goes 2-4 with an RBI and two runs scored. Nolan Arenado 1-3 with two RBI and a run scored. Everybody in Colorado's lineup had at least one hit. For San Francisco, Mike Yastrzemski 1-4 with his two-run homer, a walk, and a run scored. Alex Dickerson hits his solo homer. He goes 2-5. Wilmer Flores in the DH role. 2-for-3 with a run scored. Chadwick Tromp, 1-for-3 with 2 RBI. We now move down to San Diego where it was a tightly contested ball game between the Dodgers and the Padres. Myers waiting on deck, one out here in the sixth inning. This one is lined to left field. That ball will get in for a base hit. Machado being waved around. Pollock's throw will be cut off, and the Padres will take a 4-3 lead. Jake Cronenworth. Monte and the first baseman, Beatty. Line to left field for Hedges, and that's it for a base hit. From third comes Cronenworth, and the Padres take a 5-3 lead. A back-and-forth affair goes in favor of San Diego as they hold on to beat the Dodgers 5-4. Padres are 7-4, Dodgers are 7-4. Chris Paddock gets the win for San Diego. The Padres starter is 2-0. He allows three runs on five hits in six innings, no walks in five strikeouts. Brewster Gratterall takes the loss. He is 0-2. He allows two runs on two hits in two-thirds of an inning, no walks and one strikeout. Kirby Yates picks up the save, his first of the year for the Padres. He allows a solo homer to Cody Bellinger, but he also strikes out the side. To recap this game, Padres and Dodgers traded blows in terms of the long ball. Jock Peterson hit his first homer of the year in the top of the first inning to make it 1-0. Trent Grisham tied the game in the bottom of the first with a solo homer his fourth of the year. Padres took the lead in the bottom of the fourth inning on a Will Myers solo homer. Then in the top of the fifth inning, Will Smith drove home two with a double to make it 3-2 Dodgers. In the bottom of the fifth, though, Fernando Tatis Jr. hit his third homer of the year to tie the game at three. 
Padres took the lead for good in the bottom of the sixth inning thanks to a Jake Cronenworth RBI single and an Austin Hedges RBI single. Cody Bellinger hit his second homer of the year in the top of the ninth, but it was not enough as the Padres hold on for the victory. Dodgers had just six hits. Padres had nine. For San Diego, Trent Grisham goes two for three with a run scored and an RBI that came on his solo homer. Will Myers was the only other Padre with multiple hits in the ballgame as he goes two for four with an RBI and a run scored. For L.A., the only player with multiple hits was Corey Seager as he goes two for four with a run scored. Will Smith one for two with two RBI. Jack Peterson one for three with an RBI on his homer. We now take you back east for another close battle, this time between the Indians and the Reds at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Bottom, the 3-2, he gets a bat on it. Pusak hunkers down because Joey Votto just went up and out. A go-ahead two-run shot, and it's 3-2 Cincinnati. All of the runs in this game came on homers as the Reds edged the Indians 3 to 2. Reds are back to 500. They've won 3 in a row and are 5 and 5. Indians have lost 4 in a row. They are now 5 and 6. The winning pitcher Sonny Gray. He is 3 and 0. He allows one earned run, two total on four hits over 6 innings two walks and eight strikeouts. His ERA is at just .96, an early contender for the Cy Young. Zach Plesak takes the loss for Cleveland. He allows three runs on four hits in seven innings, one walk and six strikeouts. Racel Iglesias picks up the save as he goes a perfect ninth inning with two strikeouts. Indians scored first in the top of the first inning on a Francisco Lindor solo homer, his third of the year. I should correct myself, there was a wild pitch by Sonny Gray in the top of the second inning that scored Oscar Mercado, so not all of the runs came on homers, but the Reds got their first run on a homer in the bottom of the fourth inning on Nick Castellanos' fifth homer of the year, and then the call you just heard gave the Reds the lead for good. Joey Votto's third of the year, a two-run homer against Plesak. Five hits in the ballgame for Cleveland, just four for Cincinnati. Nobody for the Reds with multiple hits. Only player in the ballgame with multiple hits was Francisco Lindor, who went two for four. Now down to Atlanta for the Mets and the Braves, and while this is a pro-Mets highlight, we do have to let you know of some unfortunate news surrounding Atlanta. Cano one for three against Russell, and he hits that toward the middle base hit. Conforto to third, he's going to be waved around. Inciarte unleashes the throw to the plate, it's cut off, and now they have Alonzo in a rundown, and Freeman tags him out. That enables Cano to get to second. So it's an RBI single for Cano. He drives in his third run of the night to make it 5-0. Mets take command of the game with four runs in the top of the third inning, one in the fourth and two in the fifth as they go on to beat Atlanta by a 7-2 score. Jacob deGrom gets his first win of the year. He is 1-0. He allows two runs on five hits in six innings, walks one and strikes out 10. Mike Soroka takes the loss. He is 0-1. He allows four runs on three hits in two and a third innings, Four walks and no strikeouts. The sad news in regards to Atlanta is with Soroka. He tore his Achilles and had to come out of the game in the third inning. He is done for the year, unfortunately. So best wishes to Mike Soroka during his recovery. Mets scored four times in the top of the third. As we said, Michael Conforto had an RBI single to get the Mets on the board. 
Robinson Cano then singled home two to make it 3 nothing New York, and then Wilson Ramos singled home a fourth run to make it 4 to nothing. In the top of the fourth inning, Robinson Cano added another RBI with a single, and then Wilson Ramos hit his first homer of the year in the top of the fifth inning, a two-run shot that scored Dominic Smith. Braves scored both of their runs in the bottom of the fifth as Travis Darno hit a solo homer, his first of the year, and Ronald Acuna had an RBI single as well. Mets are 4-7, and seven, Braves are 7-4. and four. For Atlanta in the ballgame, Acuna goes 2-4, for four. Darno goes 2-4 for four with an RBI and a run. Acuna also with an RBI. Those were the only two Braves to have multiple hits in the ballgame. For New York, Wilson Ramos, 2-for-4 with 3 RBI and a run scored. Robinson Cano, 2-for-2 with 3 RBI. Michael Conforto, 3-for-5 with 2 runs scored. Final game of the night is in Seattle. 8 is great if you're an A's fan. A's and Mariners next on deck. 7 runs on 7 hits in this city. And that one's hit hard, and that's fair down the third baseline. Pinder's going to score. Davis to third, and easing into second with a double is Piscotty, and it's an eight-run inning. That Stephen Piscotty double capped an eight-run fifth inning for Oakland as they crushed Seattle 11-1 to at T-Mobile Park. A's have won three in a row. They are six and four. They take three of four from Seattle. Mariners drop to four and seven. The winning pitcher, Frankie Montas, he is one and one. Montas goes seven innings. He allows one run on just four hits. He walks four, but he strikes out nine. Just as Sheffield takes the loss for Seattle, he goes four and two-thirds innings, allows four runs on four hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. A's had 12 hits in the ballgame. Mariners had just four. Let's recap this ball game as best we can. Mariners got their lone run in the bottom of the third inning on a Kyle Seeger RBI double. Then in the top of the fifth, Ramon Laureano gave the A's a 2-1 lead on a two-RBI single. Then a passed ball by Austin Nola made it 3-1 as Sean Murphy scores. Mark Canna then followed with a single to make it 4-1 Oakland. Chad Pinder then had a two-RBI single to make it 6-1. Chris Davis then an RBI single to make it 7-1. And Piscotty with the RBI double to make it 8-1. Davis added his first homer of the year in the top of the seventh to make it 9-1 Oakland. A's also got RBI in the seventh from Mark Canna, who drew a bases-loaded walk to make it 10-1. And then the final run was a Matt Olson RBI single, 11-1 Oakland at that point. For the A's offensively, Chris Davis 2-for-3 with two runs scored and two RBI, including his first homer of the year. Steven Piscotty 2-for-5 with an RBI double. Sean Murphy 1-for-3 with two runs scored and two walks. Ramon Laureano remains hot. He went 2-for-3 with two RBI and a run scored. Other player of note, Matt Olson goes 1-for-3 with an RBI He drew three walks in the ballgame. A's in total drew 11 walks in the game. Mark Canna also, by the way, one for three with two RBI and two walks for Seattle. Kyle Seeger goes two for three with an RBI and a walk. Kyle Lewis has his hitting streak snapped at 10 as he goes 0 for 4 in the game. That is your recap for Monday, August 3rd, 2020. Just nine games in action in Major League Baseball. Now, let's take a look at today's scheduled ball games. Who cares? Let's check it out. Check it out!
We start off at 1.10 Central Time in Minnesota. The 2-8 and eight Pirates at the 8-2 and two Twins. Joe Musgrove for Pittsburgh. He is 0-2 with a 4.76 ERA against Jose Barrios for Minnesota. He's 0-1 with an ERA of 7. 6-10 Eastern Time. 5-6 Indians at the 5-5 five five Reds. Shane Bieber takes the ball for Cleveland. He is 2-0. He has 27 strikeouts through his first two starts with no runs allowed. Tyler Malley takes the ball for Cincinnati. No record in a 4-5 ERA. 6-40 Eastern time at the Trop. 3-7 Red Sox against the 4-6 Rays. Nate Ivaldi goes for Boston. 1-0 with a 2-4-5 ERA. Charlie Morton for Tampa. 0-1 with an ERA of 8. 7-05 Eastern time at Nationals Park. Nationals are back in action. They are hosting the Mets. Mets are 4-7, and seven. Nats are 3-4, and four. Steven Matz goes for New York, he's 0-1 with a 3-18 ERA, starter yet to be announced for Washington. The Blue Jays after the weekend off are back in action, 7-10 Eastern time start down in Atlanta taking on the 7-4 Braves, no starter announced yet for Toronto, Max Fried for Atlanta, he is 1-0 with a 2-31 earned run average. Hey, the Marlins are back, the Marlins are back. 7.35 Eastern time in Baltimore. The 2-1 Marlins at the 5-3 Orioles. No starter announced for Miami yet. We don't even know what their roster is going to look like. John Means takes the ball for Baltimore. No record and a very high ERA. You don't want to know what his ERA is. 7-10 Central time in Milwaukee, a battle of aces. 6-4 White Sox at the 3-4 Brewers. Lucas Giolito goes for Chicago, 0-1 with a 6-5-2 ERA against Milwaukee's Brandon Woodruff. He is 1-1 with a 1-5-9 ERA. 7-15 at Wrigley, Royals and the Cubs. Royals 3-8, Cubs 8-2. Brady Singer for Kansas City, no record at 3-6 ERA. Kyle Hendricks for Chicago, 1-1 one one with a 4-0-5 ERA. 6-40 Mountain Time in Colorado, 5-6 Giants at the 7-2 Rockies. Herman Marquez for Colorado, 1-1 one one record with a 1-5-4 ERA. And for the Giants, no starter announced because Gabe Kapler. 6-10 Pacific Time in Arizona, 5-4 Astros at the 3-7 Diamondbacks. Christian Javier takes the ball for Houston, no record, a 135 ERA against Madison Bumgarner for Arizona, 0-1 record, a 409 earned run average. 6-10 Pacific time at Petco Park, 7-4 Dodgers at the 7-4 Padres, Dustin May for Los Angeles, no record, a 235 ERA against Denilson LeMay, he is 1-0 with a 180 ERA for San Diego. 6-10 Pacific time at the Coliseum in Oakland, 3-5 Rangers at the 6-4 A's. Lance Lynn is not allowed to run through his first two starts. He is 1-0 with an ERA of 0. Jesus Lazardo is going to make his first start of the year for Oakland. No record in a 135 ERA. He is pitched exclusively out of the A's bullpen. 7-10 Pacific time start in Seattle. It'll be Andrew Haney for the Angels. No record at 2.79 ERA against Justin Dunn for Seattle. No record in ERA of six. Angels are three and seven. Mariners are four and seven. Cardinals and Tigers they are postponed due to COVID-19. The Yankees and the Phillies are postponed because of inclement weather in New York. They are aiming to play a doubleheader on Wednesday in Philadelphia with the Phillies as the home team for one game and the Yankees as the home team for another game. 
That is it, and that is all for this edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Enjoy the baseball, and as always, we'll catch you in the AM.